Welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast, where we can help you build confidence with your orthopedic evaluation and management skills. We hope you enjoy the show. And now, for your host, Paul Marquis. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Ortho Eval Pal Podcast. I'm your host, Paul Marquis, and we are entering episode 88. Today, we are going to be talking about how to treat and evaluate an Achilles tendon rupture. So, you know, as we get through this today, we're going to talk about some of the common signs and symptoms for an Achilles tendon rupture. We're going to talk about what you do after an acute Achilles uh, rupture episode. And then, you know, what some of the literature says about how to manage these things after uh, somebody comes to see you with a rupture. But before we do that, and before we change gears, I'd like to take a moment here just to uh, hear a word from our sponsors, Easy Glider Socks and Easy Slant. Do you experience leg and foot fatigue when standing for long periods of time? A main doctor and the company he founded, Mainly Technology Group, have created a high-tech, all-terrain, chemical-free sock designed to reduce fatigue. The Easy Glider Sock has a graduated compression weave to keep blood flowing and to keep you energized. Created by Dr. Lee Thibodeau, the Easy Glider is also frictionless, lightweight, warm, extremely durable, and wicks away moisture. The socks will stay fresh for days, thanks to the organic antimicrobial agent, Kytosan. Easy Glider is the only sock you'll ever need for sports, work, and leisure. To find out more, visit EasyGliderSocks.com. That's EasyGliderSocks.com. Did you know that over 90% of foot and ankle problems are caused by a tight calf muscle? Introducing the Easy Slant, a durable, adjustable, and portable calf stretching device. The Easy Slant was designed to increase stretching compliance and get you back on your feet and feeling better faster. So if you work with patients seeking to ease or avoid foot pain or clients who want to improve their athletic performance, look no further. Visit EasySlant.com to learn more or order yours today. Enter coupon code OEP for a 10% discount on your first Easy Slant. Welcome back. So... We're going to talk about Achilles tendon ruptures today, and um, you've all heard this. You know, a person comes in, they said, you know, I was playing tennis, I tried to change direction, I heard this loud pop, had no idea where it came from, but it felt like somebody hit me in the back of the leg with a, a racket. Or other people will say, you know, I was playing basketball, I thought maybe somebody threw a basketball at me, uh, and I felt this um, sudden pop in the back of my leg. Or recently, I had a gentleman who was walking, changed direction, and he said that it felt like somebody had taken a wet towel and snapped him in the back of the leg. And so those are all really common complaints that people have when they rupture their Achilles uh, tendons. So statistically, you know, about 31 in 100,000 people will tear their Achilles per year. We usually see this in older people, uh, but it's not uncommon uh, to see it in, in people who are very athletic, people who do a lot of jumping, cutting, changing of direction um, really quickly. So, you know, it's, uh, it's not uncommon to see this, um, and as easy as we think it is to identify these problems and recognize an Achilles rupture, it still amazes me at uh, how much difficulty some people have uh, still identifying it. So today what I want to talk about are some of the the common signs and symptoms and uh, how we test it, how we evaluate it uh, here in our clinic. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about, you know, where to go from there. It's not uncommon for your patient to come in and say, you know, I had this injury, I had some swelling, I had a little bit of bruising down the back of my leg and down into the uh, foot. I can't push 
off to go up an incline and I'm also having a hard time going downstairs especially when they're weight bearing on that leg trying to let the other side go down they can't eccentrically slow themselves down and they'll often have this sensation of quote-unquote sloppiness uh, in the foot and ankle so they have a hard time kind of supporting themselves and they feel like that leg is just kind of useless so when you start evaluating these folks you know it's important to ask questions like you know, uh, what were you doing for an activity? Was there a change in direction? Did you hear the pop? Um, did it swell right off? Uh, but, you know, it's also important to test a couple things when you see them. And one of them, which is the most common test for an Achilles tendon rupture, is the Thompson test. And the way you test this is you have the patient lay flat on their stomach, have the foot hang off the back end of the table so they're not even looking at their foot, and you squeeze the calf. What you're looking for is a plantar flexion moment in the foot when you squeeze that calf. If the foot doesn't plantar flex, you need to be suspicious that the uh, Achilles tendon is ruptured. Now, um, you shouldn't just use that test alone, though, when you are assessing an Achilles uh, rupture because there are other muscles that help the plantar flex the foot. And sometimes a partial rupture will still plantar flex the foot because there's still some attachment of the Achilles. So just doing that test alone is, is not adequate. So the next thing I like to do is I like to palpate the Achilles. I start up in the calf. I actually do a little um, squeeze and I, I feel the calf to make sure they haven't developed a DVT or so, something like that where it's hot, red, swollen. Um, I'll follow down the center of the calf and just... Um, I'll even dorsiflex the foot a little bit while I'm palpating that musculotendinous junction, working my way down into the Achilles, and sometimes you'll feel a real true defect. Um, and for you to appreciate this, you should take a look at the video that, I've, um, that I have linked in uh, the show notes today. I have a video of how to assess and do a Thompson test, and I also have a video of an actual patient who has an actual rupture, and I'll show you what that divot looks like and where we palpate um, to find that. The other thing I like to do is I like to resist plantar flexion, and you will, as you will see with this gentleman in the video, um, there's really no plantar flexion whatsoever. He's completely ruptured, uh, and it's obvious that there is really no other attachment there, uh, and so... That's important. Make sure you evaluate the knee also because oftentimes um, they'll have some sort of a change in direction that, that may affect the knee. You want to make sure that they're not getting a radiating pain down the leg um, from the low back also. So uh, you should check that out also. And I'm uh, also big on checking the pedal pulses, the dorsalis pedis and the posterior tibialis pulse, just to make sure that um, they're not developing any sort of occlusion down in the leg. Um, you want to make sure that uh, that isn't occurring because that can turn out to be a, a bad scenario. So what do you do when you suspect a, a, a ruptured Achilles in a patient? Well, ideally, you know, you should put them on crutches. You should get them non-weight bearing. You really don't want them to stress that foot and ankle too much. Um, you know, ice elevation compression, those are all helpful in, in keeping the swelling at bay and uh, controlling their pain. And then I would do a referral immediately to an orthopedic surgeon. Now, there is lots of literature about how to manage Achilles ruptures. Um, you know, do you repair them surgically or do you just leave them alone and, and try to treat them non-operatively? And there are all kinds of protocols out there. And it seems that the literature is really driving toward repairing the Achilles tendon because there's a significantly decreased uh, 
chance of a re-rupture of the Achilles. Only problem is that you start to increase post-operative complications like infection, stiffness, tightness, and, and other things like that. They are starting to develop some more uh, less invasive uh, repair techniques that can be helpful in decreasing the risk of infection and other post-operative complications while getting good stability of that uh, Achilles and, and uh, good purchase uh, of the of the tendon when they uh, repair it. So I've always been a big advocate of having them repaired afterwards. I find that these people do really well functionally. We've seen very, very, very few uh, re-rupture rates uh, in those folks. But I've also seen some folks recently who have had non-operative treatment of their Achilles. And if it's not a big separation or it's just a partial tear, those folks will do well with casting into plantar flexion and um, progressively working into a more neutral position, getting into a walker boot with a heel lift and then a walker boot and um, then uh, progressively uh, working their way into a shoe and uh, starting to uh, put some pressure on that Achilles. I'm a big advocate of weight bearing on foot and ankle problems as soon as possible. I think that if we could take the pressure off uh, the injured area but still allow some weight bearing to allow proprioception, I think that's very important. Um, A little note here that you should uh, remember. We have seen a couple incidences of this, and and you can look into the literature and see some indication that people who are on quinolone antibiotics are at higher risk of tendon ruptures, not just the Achilles, but, um, you know, like uh, biceps tendons and rotator cuff uh, tendons. Uh, can have a higher risk of of rupture when they are on quinolone antibiotics. Seems like the literature talks about folks being between 60 and 85 years old as being the highest risk. Um, What I have seen in the past is people who are on quinolones that end up with an Achilles rupture, but they really didn't do anything to spur it on. Like they didn't have a big change in direction or a sudden uh, lurch forward or anything like that. It's just, you know, I was going up the stairs and I felt this this ripping sensation in the back of my uh, leg and uh, you assess them, they have an Achilles rupture and they happen to be on a quinolone antibiotic. What really increases the risk, it seems like, is when you're on a quinolone antibiotic and a corticosteroid at the same time. That seems to have been um, the biggest... Uh, risk factor to um, you know, developing a tendinopathy or a, uh, an Achilles rupture. So just something to take into consideration maybe when you are seeing patients who are uh, on these medications to not be pushing them too hard into plantar flexion or have them do sudden changes in direction. So I just happen to be a little more cautious with my patients who are taking this. Uh, the literature is still a little bit unclear and uh, hopefully uh, we'll be able to connect with some folks who can give us some really good information about this uh, so that can drive us uh, a little differently in the future. So um, again, you know, if you have somebody who comes in with an Achilles rupture, they really should be seeing a uh, orthopedic specialist, foot and ankle specialist, um, and have these managed uh, right away. The last gentleman I saw in the video that uh, you'll see in the show notes, uh, I think it was about three weeks before um, it was identified that he had an Achilles rupture. I was the uh, third provider that he was seeing, but it was pretty evident at first that uh, he had a complete rupture. Uh, so the longer you wait after a rupture, the more difficult it is to uh, repair and uh, to have uh, a good outcome afterwards. So I encourage early management and mobilization of these patients to an orthopedist. 
Um, folks, we've had some changes in our podcasting uh, lately. We are changing platforms. And with that will come um, a little bit different way to get connected with me. I used to have you go to our website, go to um, you know our Get in Touch uh, page. But at this point, if you have questions or uh, have comments or would like me to do a talk on a particular um, diagnosis or injury or something uh, to that effect, contact me at paul at orthoevalpal.com. That's paul at orthoevalpal.com. Send me an email and I'd be more than happy to get back to you as uh, soon as I can. Uh, We've been uh, doing a really good job at um, getting back on our YouTube questions and um, that channel is growing. We're well over 300 videos now and uh, please check that out. Make sure you subscribe. You like uh, some of the videos. That would be really helpful for us. And um, iTunes is also going to be switching things over here so it's not just going to be uh, Apple iTunes, but it's going to be uh, Apple Podcasts. We are hoping to uh, get onto that, onto Stitcher Radio and many other podcasting um, uh, platforms. So please uh, be patient with us as we get these next couple podcasts up and hopefully we bring back some order to OrthoEvalPal. And uh, I hope you continue to enjoy the show and the content. We're going to continue to do it as long as we possibly can. And uh, thank you for all your support. We really appreciate it. So folks, I hope you have a great day. Make sure you stay tuned to our next podcast. We're going to be talking about something similar to uh, Achilles ruptures. We'll be talking about plantaris ruptures and uh, how to manage those and how they are different than Achilles ruptures. So again, thank you for your time. Have a great day. We hope you've enjoyed the show. For some more awesome content, go to orthoevalpal.com. Can't wait to see you there.